And like right before we dismissed kids, my assistant principal came in and she said, um, send the kids home with some books if you can. And I was like, okay, sure. Everyone grab a book before you leave. And my co-teacher whispered to me, he was like, we're not, we're not coming back. We're going to be out two weeks. Zoe Harvin is a fifth grade teacher in Lynn, Massachusetts. When she sent her students home almost exactly a year ago, she had no idea what was coming. And at the time, two weeks sounded crazy long to me. I was, I think I gasped really dramatically. Those two weeks turned into two months, turned into a year. But on the anniversary of sending her students home for the day, Harvin is now preparing to welcome a new group of fifth graders back into her classroom. I have not met any of my current fifth graders. Fifth grade is the first year kids come into our middle school. And so these students have never met any of us in person. Yeah, we were saying when we go back into the building, we're going to be shocked at like how tall kids are. (laughs) We know their faces, but I'm sure they're going to be kids who are like taller than me that I would have never expected. Massachusetts is preparing to send students back to school for in-person learning. On April 5th, the state will no longer recognize hybrid learning programs, programs that allow for remote learning alongside some in-person instruction, unless the district has a waiver. The reactions from parents, teachers, and administrators have been mixed. Some, like Harvin, are ready but nervous. Others think it's about time. Others still think it's too soon. Haley Goodman is the director of special projects at a charter school in Dorchester. She's responsible for the logistics of bringing kids back, among other things. Her school has offered some form of in-person instruction for high-need students since November and all students since January. But kids aren't coming. They're choosing to stay home. When we resurveyed, we have 45% that say, yes, we want hybrid, and we've been operating with anyone out of any reason can come in since mid-January. And we don't have any takers. There's this image that I hear projected being like, 80% of these families are clamoring to get back into the building and you're not letting them, you're depriving your kid of education. It's like, we survey all the time. Any kid that wants to can come in. We just have, you know, over under 50% right now by a very small margin. And that's, we're seeing that a trend throughout these schools, throughout um, districts that are hit the hardest. Goodman says many of her students and families just don't feel ready to be back in a classroom. Her student body is 100% students of color. Most are Afro-Latino, some are Somali, a few are Vietnamese. Their communities have been hit hard by COVID. It feels traumatic and dangerous for some of these kids to be in a classroom. I mean, the reality is like we have a student that's out right now because her grandma died of COVID, right? Like that's hitting these communities that we're serving much harder. And that's why there's a resistance to come back, right? Like we have kids that were sent back and then parents are like, I don't want them there anymore. Like it freaks me out. And I think they've been adversely affected by COVID. They know someone that's out of COVID. We have kids that are out for two weeks because someone in the family was exposed. And there's a high risk of, I think, daily exposure and worry at our school because of the communities we're teaching in. But other families are more eager. In Somerville, more than 100 people gathered at a rally for reopening on March 13th, demanding schools open for in-person learning five days a week. Local advocacy group Voices for BPS Families made a petition encouraging the Commissioner of Elementary and Secondary Education to reject any extension waiver from Boston Public Schools and demanded the district open five days a week for K-5 students by April 5th. 
the petition has received 774 signatures as of March 20th. A string of parents also made public comment at a Boston Public School Committee meeting March 17th, asking committee members to honor the state's April 5th deadline. But Ben Allen, a Jamaica Plain resident and kindergarten parent, offered one dissenting voice. At the March 17th committee meeting, he asked the committee to please apply for a waiver. The hybrid model was just started, just initiated, and I feel that it's an untested model. There has not been enough time to determine if the safety measures are adequate to prevent outbreaks in schools. A handful of teachers' unions, including Boston's, have advocated for extra time for schools to prepare and for teachers to get vaccinated. Educators are currently eligible, and Governor Charlie Baker has set aside four weekend days at mass vaccination sites just for school staff, starting March 27th. About 25,000 appointments will be available for educators across all four days. But the last date, April 11th, falls after the state's April 5th reopening deadline, and vaccines take time to be fully effective. Harvin just got her vaccine, and she is excited to meet her students for the first time. The April 5th deadline feels rushed, she said, and readjusting to a commute and a classroom will be hard. But by now, teachers are experts at adapting on a dime. I think all teachers are ready to adapt to whatever. I mean, a normal day of school can go a lot of different ways without any extenuating circumstances, but this year has definitely shown us that we don't have to have things planned to achieve to be able to make it through them. So I think that's people's mindset as we bring more folks back. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it will go. I think it'll be yet another adjustment where it takes a couple months to start feeling normal again. For BU News Service, I'm Shannon Sollett, reporting from Boston.